0: Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We're continuing Jonah chapter 2, looking at verses 3 through 6 in the God's Word translation. And in this section, Jonah is, in a he's already thanked God for sending the fish. And the fish is his source of deliverance. So in this part, he's describing his trouble. And as one of the other commentaries pointed out, um, he's reciting scripture from memory. So Jonah reflects upon the very deplorable condition that he is in while he's in the belly of the fish, which is in the belly of hell to him. The, uh, Morena, the sailors cast him there, but he looked above them and saw the hand of God casting them there. And he's praying while in the fish. He's And it reads, and I'm reading from verses three through six in the God's Word translation. And Jonah is still speaking. You threw me into the deep, into the depths of the sea, and water surrounded me. All the white caps. On your waves have swept over me then I thought I have been banished from your sight will I ever see your holy temple again water surrounded me threatening my life the deep sea covered me completely seaweed was wrapped around my head I sank to the foot of the mountains I sank to the bottom, where bars held me forever. But you brought me back from the pit, O Lord, my God. Again, this is Jonah, chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 in the God's Word translation, which gives the title, Jonah's Prayer Inside the Fish. I'll be back to share insights and close with prayer. Five Minutes in the Word on Facebook and Twitter. Again, we're looking at Jonah chapter 2, verses 3 through 6 in God's Word translation. And forgive my voice, I know it sounds a little strange, but forgive me. In this section, Jonah uh, describes his trouble and he's crying out to God. When we are in trouble, it is good for us to make use of the prayers and petitions which the saints before us made use of. And that's what Jonah does. Jonah couldn't use his Bible in the belly of the fish, but he could remember what he learned in Bible school or Sunday school or maybe even catechism or doing temple worship. He had the help of his uh, memory to help him in this this dark, dire, dreadful situation. Jonah calls the white caps of, uh, the white caps and the waves, He says they're of God, and they are because God made them and because God rules them. and uh, God commissioned them, but he, commis- he commissioned them against Jonah and he limited them and ordered them to afflict and terrify him, but do not destroy him. And I thank God for situations in our lives that may afflict and terrify us, but they don't destroy us. They make us stronger. They make us better. And we're praying that as the people of the Ukraine and other conflicts, I know that we mention the Ukraine and Russia all the time because it's played out in front of our eyes every day. But we know that there are conflicts all over the world and those who fear God, when they are afflicted, when they are terrified, we thank God that that these things don't destroy us. They make us stronger. They make us better. They strengthen our faith and our resolve to trust only God, no matter what. But back to the commentaries. The words that um, Jonah uses are uh, the words that are found in Psalm 42 and 7. And he's uh, uh, quoting them almost word for word. This is David's complaint, but it's Jonah's prayer. All thy billows and waves passed over me. When David spoke figuratively and metaphorically, Jonah applied to himself literally because he was... He was in the the water. The water surrounded him. They threatened his life. He saw them as a token of God's displeasure. And again, he borrowed this from Psalm number 69, which is also one of David's psalms. Jonah's greatest pain was not the calamity, but his separation from God. And that's how we feel when we're in things and we know that we've just... We've wandered far away from God. We feel that we feel that tugging of the Holy Spirit to bring us back in, and we thank God for that. We thank God for a loving Father who has His arms open, waiting for us to make that make just come back, just come home, come home, child. <laughs> That's what He's telling Jonah. His great and Jonah feels the pain of separation from God his feeling uh, that he was cast out of God's sight by his disobedience. Jonah felt that God no longer looked on him with favor since he was descending to the depths of the ocean. Still, he was determined, even in the belly of the fish, to turn his heart towards God and his temple. He remembered the Lord and he cried out, (coughs) excuse me, in the midst of his distress, but he continues to look uh, to God's holy temple. And that's a statement of faith saying, God, I'm going to get back into your temple. I'm going to get back to the place of worship. I'm going to get back to the place where I'm restored. He feels the seaweeds. Wrapped around his head and of course that makes him feel helpless and hopeless like he can't help himself and no one else can help him. The people of God are sometimes perplexed and entangled with the things of this world and we have to learn to not to trust in ourselves but to trust in God. The earth was so shut up and locked and it felt like it was barred and bolted against him and that he was cut off from any hope of ever returning. So helpless and hopeless did Jonah's case seem to be. Jonah is, Jonah is picturing himself locked inside the earth. But in another statement of faith, he says, You brought up my life from the pit. So he's trusting God to rescue him, from even from the belly of that fish. Let's pray. Father, we thank you as we continue to study your word. God, we thank you that even your saints and your servants are sometimes uh, encompassed by the floods of affliction, with troubles that are so forcible and so violent. They bear down on us like never before, and we run constantly into them as the waters of a river in continual succession. One trouble after another, just as Job's messengers uh, kept bringing him evil tidings. But God, we thank you that we serve a God who's able. We serve a God who's mighty. We serve a God who even when he puts us in that place of protection so we can learn a lesson, we're in a protected place even though it seems strange and barren and, you know, like we're not we feel helpless and hopeless. We are in a place where you're teaching us and we thank you, God. Some lessons are hard and we don't want to learn them. Just like a kid that doesn't want to be disciplined, that's how we are. We can be stiff-necked, but thank you, God, that you are a loving Father. We thank you for that. Father, we're praying, as usual, for the conflict between Russia and the Ukraine. Let level heads uh, reign, God. Let your word reign. Let peace reign. Let it take over. Let uh, all those uh, leaders be overtaken with your compassion, your love. In the name of Jesus, bless those who need you in a special way. The needs are so many. I'm not even going to try to start listing them because you know what they are. And we're thanking you in advance for answered prayers in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for spending time in God's word with me. Be blessed.